Durant blows by Primo. Attack! We welcome you in to the Small Ball Podcast alongside Trevor Mikulin and Christian Dennis. I'm Scott Ayers, and right next to me, we have a great guest, a new guest here on the Small Ball Podcast. It's Bucks insider, Caden Murphy. Caden, say hello. Small Ball Podcast. How we doing, guys? How we doing? Feeling good. It's a spooky, spooky Monday today. Halloween. Yes, we're recording on Halloween. Um, Trevor is his idol NFL player. Go ahead, Trevor. Debo Samuel. Thank you, Trevor. Um, Christian Dennis is, and this is for our Spotify listeners. Uh, for those on YouTube, you can see us, but we know Spotify. You don't have anything else but to think of our, our costumes. Uh, Christian, go ahead and let them know what you are. Banana? <laughs> Christian. Christian is a minion from a lot of different entities and movies. He, he is a Walmart minion, though. <laughs> yeah, I look like I could be, <laughs> he looks be like Waldo's the- like cousin that just wants the spotlight. Yeah, for real. The Someone minion bandit of some, some sorts, like a bad bank robber. And Caden, uh, go ahead and let us know who you are. I am Justin Bieber in his purple fit and white jean jacket. So Classic. one less lonely Justin Bieber. Classic. Classic. Baby, baby. Oh. Oh, kind of sounded just like him. Yeah, I get that a lot. And then I am, uh, I'm Waluigi. Wah. So the four of us together create incredible minds, both for basketball and costumes. Very diverse in our costume selection. Very, very diverse. And we actually just watched the end of a basketball game, Milwaukee Bucks. They improved to six and zero. And Caden, that's why we brought you on here. You know the Bucks. You live in Milwaukee. The team's undefeated. They survive a game against Detroit. He works for the Bucks too. You work for the Bucks. I mean, Caden, give us a lowdown. Why? Why are these Bucks so stinking good once again? We got the deepest insight here on Small Ball Pod, but yeah. uh, I get behind the scenes access as the supervisor, mm. operations oh. supervisor. So oh. I get to uh, watch about three quarters of the game courtside, and I get to see what Giannis's locker room looks like, and lots of lots of awesome things. But. Uh, <laughs> Why is Milwaukee the best? Uh, we're 6-0 and without Chris Middleton and Pat Connington as well. And, you know, we're winning games on the road. Thank you. Winning games on the road, winning games at home, uh, holding leads or yeah, holding leads and coming back. So we're excited. It's a good year. It's a good championship year. Not only that, but a lot of convincing wins. Obviously, you start the season with that, that win against the Sixers um, and then Rockets and Nets soon follow after that. I mean, Caden, everything's looked good for your Bucks so far. Yeah. What What's one thing that can even stop this team? No, nothing. There's nothing stopping Giannis. Uh, we know we have the greatest player uh, in the league in the NBA. I don't think anybody argues that offensively and defensively, and he's playing like it. Um, as long as he keeps doing his thing, there's there's really nothing stopping that. So I do think Giannis is such a like obviously key factor in that team. Missing Chris Middleton for them to still be where they're at is really impressive, especially after the off season or the the postseason where 
Chris Middleton, Chris Middleton went down and they kind of fell apart. Yeah. It was honestly a good test for them to get this going early on in the season, just in case one of their big guys goes down and then it's, all right, you know, we started off the season well, we can do it again. Yeah, I think what impressed me too is after that, um, in the offseason, a lot of teams like, hey, we've got to make a move because we, in, we didn't meet our goal of winning a championship. And uh, the Bucks did the opposite. They said, we, we know our guys. This is a championship caliber uh, team. Another thing, too, is their role players have stepped up. Brooke Lopez. Yeah, I mean, they, they kind of dealt with a lot of injuries last year. I know we mentioned Chris Middleton, but Brooke Lopez mentioned, uh, missed a decent amount of time last year. So yeah. he didn't really get to get into a rhythm. They didn't get to like kind of develop their schemes with Brooke in mind. And I think this year we're seeing that the Bucks defense is kind of almost, I guess in a way, Brooke Lopez is an anchor for them and they can rely on that, which they weren't able to last year. Last year, we saw a lot of Bobby Portis playing the backup center or even the starting center at times yeah. with no Brooke Lopez. So, um, and it seems with Brooke being back, uh, leads the league in blocks per game. Um, and and three-point percentage yeah. for centers. So he's, he's Splash Mountain. Splash Mountain, baby. Splash Mountain's back, and Bobby Portis is still doing his thing, just off the bench now. Um, yeah, so it's an exciting team. I mean, Drew Holiday was clutch today versus the Pistons, and he's, you know, other than that rough first game, it's been a great start. Awesome. And... Uh, yeah, it's, I don't know who's beating the Bucks right now. Yeah. It's a what, tough team. What's been the craziest thing seeing that team in person? You Like, they walk past you in the locker And not just them, but just NBA players on a daily yeah. basis. I mean, you've had some experience. Yeah. Um, Giannis is the – he is the Greek freak. Um, he's all 6'11". He's all of 250, 240, shredded muscle. He's huge. Uh, every time I watch him do his free throw routine, it's uh, – inspires me to go uh, hit some curls for the girls. Uh, <laughs> it is incredible. But probably seeing Giannis, he's, he's a freak. He's uh, one of the just strongest and um, hardest working guys that I've seen. Um, I did get to sweep the court uh, after halftime what? for the Rockets-Bucks game, and I could almost smell Jalen Green. So <laughs> really? it was uh, quite a treat for me. What do you smell like? Body, uh, Axe body spray. Wow. And... Um, Something good. I don't know. Oh, Maybe Sprite. Congratulations. Maybe yeah. It's electric over great, here. Great ball player. Smells well. Now, if there's one guy on the Bucks roster that could look like a minion as good as Christian looks like a minion, who is that player on the Bucks? That's tough. There's a lot of good faces, you know, in Milwaukee. I'm going to have to go with... Mamu, small ball favorite. <laughs> Mamu. Hey, can anyone say his last name? Kaden? Kaden as the box fan. <laughs> oh, I uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna plead the fifth here. So I'll plead the fifth on that. All right, let's move on. Wait, wait. I have a question for Kaden as before we go on. Let's hear um, it. Is Coach Bud really that good looking in person? It's deceiving. You know, they say that the camera adds some weight. Uh, well, something about the camera taking away some looks because Bud Bud's a stud. He's a beauty. So. We appreciate that in uh, Milwaukee's culture. We have a good-looking guy at the coach. I, Helm. I am all about that. And let's let's give a little shine, a little light to Caden. You know, he was once a big market guy, um, and he finally saw the light. He moves to Milwaukee. Mm. He is a Bucks fan, a Bucks faithful, um, and. and that's something that we we show a lot of love to is those who can make that transition from a big market to a small market. That's kind of our next segment. We're going to be talking about our big bozo of the week. 
Boing, yoing, yoing, yoing. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it's the team that Caden was once a part of, the the Los Angeles Lakers. They got the first one against the Denver Nuggets. Um, but truthfully, wah, wah. Rob Palenka is our big market bozo as well as the rest of the Los Angeles Lakers. Because, guys, this team, they missed the playoffs last year. And this is a team that looks like um, is going to have that same destiny unless changes are made. It has been an ugly, ugly start for the Lakers. Yeah, Rob Palinka has done a terrible job of constructing this team. I mean, if you're getting excited about Kendrick Nunn coming back and being a key player for your team, you don't have a good team. And they honestly don't even deserve the Laker title. Title should be like the Los Angeles Slackers because wow. oh. that's terrible front office. Yeah, right there. words. <laughs> Kendrick Nunn has 5.7 points per game this year, um, below Austin Reeves. So I don't think any L Words fan expected that. Now that's what we call a nightmare on Elm Street. Mm. Whoa! <laughs> yeah, how's that Happy Halloween Hall- reference? Happy Halloween, small ball fans. <laughs> <laughs> I would, I will say, you know, you got to give Rob Plink a little bit of credit. He pulled the trigger and got the trade for AD, and which brought them a title and bubble. But sure, you can you can call Still it whatever. A title. Still a title. I okay. will say this: that uh, the only problem with that is now it's a it's a it's a problem that he solidified his place. He won a championship, yeah. um, and they're saying, "Oh, this is our guy for the next four years." And it doesn't seem like he's done much since 2020. He's tried to make some pieces. He failed with the Westbrook um, acquirement. So okay. I feel like he's stuck I, now. I think the thing is, I, I get it. He's a bozo for sure. He made a yeah. mistake in trading for. He's Westbrook. our big market bozo. He's a big market Bingo. bozo. But you cannot look at him and say he is failed as a GM. They won a ring. And yes, the Russell Westbrook experiment has gone wrong for sure. And even this offseason, they had an opportunity to trade and, and acquire shooters, which they should have. Because this team, you have Russell Westbrook, AD, and LeBron. You have to surround those guys with shooters. And they didn't do that. They've done an awful job of roster construction. I get it. Okay. But they won a ring. I don't think you can say that he's I, failed as a GM. I think it's a bad experiment, and they need to they need to move on. It's it's a what can you do for me now league in any sport, and so the championship is awesome. But then in, if in following years it's been it's been really bad. Um, I don't see that as you know he's a failure by any means because he did win a championship. But his last two off seasons have been failures, and they have done a terrible job of reloading to to be a championship team how rare do you see a team win a championship and then not look competitive you know the following seasons unless like it's kind of that last hurrah that we saw with the spurs right or that last hurrah that we kind of saw with the heat otherwise usually those teams stay competitive and la is not a competitive team right now it feels like this is like the first time in a couple years that we see uh, free agents scared to uh, go to Los Angeles. They play for the Lakers. It, we see really soft vets. Um, Thomas Bryant. Uh, so who are other some players? Lonnie, Lonnie Walker. Walker. Yeah. So, you know, not, not the biggest names that we've seen a, a caliber of LeBron pull in. I mean, even look at Malik Monk. He left L.A. <laughs> yeah. to go play in Sacramento. Yeah. Like, that's just kind of telling with where they're at. It's I a ha- tell. I have a weird, like, comp for Rob Palinka. Oh, I love it. And this person, he's not even a general manager. He's not a player. It's Doc Rivers, who is also a big market bozo. Wow. He won love a cha- He won a championship, <laughs> and he's just been riding off of that for, like, 12 years. Yeah. 
He's basically like Doc Rivers of front office. Perfect example. Uh, Doc Rivers is an absolute bum, and because he won that championship, <laughs> he gets this credit that he's a good oh coach. And how many how many teams has he ruined? We saw was it, um, was he Lob the head? City. Lob City was one of them. Uh, yeah, the Clippers just in general a lot of blown leads. That was there. a tough one for sure. And honestly, some of these Sixers teams it goes the blame towards him. And I know Sixer fans aren't happy from our Sixers insiders we've had. Well, okay, I, I don't think that's a fair comparison. We don't need to spend too much time on the L words, but I don't think it's a fair comparison with Doc Rivers. I don't think Doc Rivers is a good NBA coach. I would agree with that. Here's the thing though, Rob Palenka, when they acquired Russell Westbrook, all NBA fans were like, "This is not fair." You guys are probably saying this is wild. It's not fair. They just acquired Russell Westbrook after the season he had in Washington. It's like who could have who could have seen what was going to happen? If at that time, would you have rather taken Buddy Heald and whoever else they were going to get instead of Russell Westbrook? No, you would have rather taken Russell Westbrook because of the star power. 100%. I don't blame it as as much as Ron Plika. I understand that it's a it's a failure and it's a it's it's not a great move looking back on it, but I, I don't think I think I would have made the move. But I mean, if you're looking at the Buddy Heald Russell Westbrook like potential trade options, you you also have to look at the contracts the because fit, they yeah. because they bring yeah. in Russell Westbrook that kind of puts a, a cap hold on them. They can't go out and get more players or spend more money because Russ is making 40 M's, whereas Buddy was making 20, and they could distribute you know, the money elsewhere and pool in vets. It was hit or miss. They were going for it all. There's teams like Brooklyn adding stars. There was teams like the Bucks just winning their championship. It was a, fell a little panic mode, and it was a miss. And now it's a lot of pressure on Rob, and he's there for the next four years. Yeah, yeah, a bad miss, and we'll see what L.A. does. There's talks Miles Turner trying to force his way. <laughs> Miles Turner's talks. That's <laughs> Who, on him. He's a small market bozo. He just wants to be closer to Legoland. <laughs> yes. He just wants to be closer to Legoland. We don't do. We respect all small market players, but he is the small market bozo. <laughs> respectfully, respectfully. Um, but let's let's move on, fellas. We're we're done talking on the L words. Let's. Ooh, yeah, I know it's spooky. Great. Gross. But you know what is that time? It's that spooky time. It's teams that are a little scary. Maybe they're a little unknown, untapped potential. So, boys, I have two spooky teams, and they're very, very spooky. The Atlanta Hawks and the Minnesota Timberwolves, both at four and three, but have shown flashes of brilliance in the early part of the season. Um, if you had a chance, which team do you see being more successful this season? In a sense, are the, who is more spooky? This is a tough one because you have one team that has Trey Young, who is a bona fide superstar. Proving. And then you have another team who has an up and coming superstar in Anthony Edwards. What about Cat? What about Rudy? Yeah, they're not. They're, I mean, they're all stars, okay. but they're not superstars. Sure, fair. Okay. Um, the ceiling's there for Ant. Yeah, the ceiling is there for Ant. Right now, I have to go with the Hawks. Because of who Trey Young is and because of DeJounte Murray, who they brought in. And DeJounte Murray, we kind of expect him to have a down year since he's playing with another ball-dominant guard. And you know what? He hasn't skipped a beat sort of thing. He's still kind of uh, a guy who can do it all. Um, and he's playing defense, which next to Trey Young, that helps a lot. And... The Hawks are missing Bogdan Bogdanovich, who is a key player in their offense and their team. So once they bring him back, I think they're going to look really good um, and they're going to have great ball movement. 
I would uh, I would disagree. Um, not with anything you said about the Hawks, uh, but on the spookier team, uh, it's got to be the Minnesota Timberwolves. Uh, with the addition of Rudy Gobert, who leads the league in rebounds right now, is that what I'm hearing? Um, he's an absolute force, uh, not only defensively as the anchor of that team, uh, but he just adds such a presence offensively. It anchors that whole um, paint just a little more. It gives Cat more space. Um, and then, like you said, we have Ant, who has had a slow start to the year, but is still leading the team with 23 points per game. Cat uh, coming back from sickness. We haven't even seen his full potential yet. Um, and the, both teams have the same record. So it feels like we might be seeing the best Hawks right now, uh, or maybe something close to it, because uh, they're playing out of their minds. They're playing great. Um, except tonight, they might have gotten absolutely blown out. They lost out. by 30. They lost by 30 to the Raptors. Yeah. But uh, it feels like we are just climbing the mountain for the Minnesota Timberwolves. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Team Wolves too, bro. Mm-hmm. I mean, here's the thing. You got to eat. <laughs> that didn't sound like a wolf at <laughs> yeah, all. Why, why is there a little... There's a, there there's a husky there in my that, home. That's okay, here's the thing, guys. Anthony Edwards has had a slow start to the season, and I think he's going to get better. I yeah. think he's... he's a, like you guys said, potential superstar. He has, but he has the opportunity this season, I think, to get to that first step of superstardom. Um, with that said, I mean, you look at the playoffs, and I don't necessarily disagree with anything. I love Trey Young. Playoff basketball, it's different. It's slowed down. It's more physical. Which team's more physical? You can't look at the rosters and say that the Hawks are going to be more physical when it comes to playoff time. Yes, they have Trey Young, all of that. But the T-Wolves have Anthony Edwards, D-Low too, who has ice in his veins and shows up in the big-time moments. And they got those bigs that are going to be physical down low. I think they're going to be a team that if you're you know slotted up against them, let's say they don't perform the best in the regular season, but in your top like three team in the West, you do not want to be playing Minnesota because they're physical, they're big, and they, they kind of have a loaded team, all five positions. It's it's interesting. I you know, I feel like you say that about Minnesota. If I'm in the East, I wouldn't want to play Atlanta in the playoffs either. I mean, we saw it two years ago, right, with Trey Young and that run they had in the Eastern Conference Finals. I mean, this is a team where in the playoffs, it's a lot more physical, but that's where you want to have a superstar and a bona fide superstar. And that's where I see Trey Young as Wow, this is this is a true star in the NBA. The Hawks are spookier. Is that what you're saying? I'm going with the Hawks being a little bit spookier, but I love the T Wolves. (laughs) (laughs) I will say this though, just on the Hawks, real quick. um, As a Bucks fan, we would love to play Atlanta. I'm just going to put that out there now. And the reason is, it's not Trey Young. He's incredible. He's going to always get his points. He'll always be that guy in the playoffs. But we want the centers, the front court of uh, Clint Capella. Uh, who's their USC big uh, from USC? Oh, Onyeko Congo. Yeah. yeah. So th- these are guys that are just, they're going to struggle in the playoffs. They're just not proven. They're not those guys. Um, and some of the East have some really big, strong centers that just go to bully ball. So. Yeah, I think that that's fair. Um, that's kind of a reason why I... I like the Hawks over over the Wolves in particular is because, you know, we've seen the Hawks perform in the playoffs. Yeah, and fair. The Wolves, they had a great run last year, um, but I'm not Pat too... Bev on, playing! On yeah. I'm, playing champs! I'm not too sold on them because of how disappointing Cat was in the playoffs. Like you mentioned, playoffs are physical, and 
Cat does not like physicality. Rudy Gobert, though, I could see that, you know, him helping him out. But just Cat was just terrible in the playoffs. So unless Ant takes that huge jump, uh, then that's, that's literally going to be the make or break for the, the Wolves. But, I mean, the Hawks have a bona fide superstar in Trey. Okay, perfect. Well, that uh, and, and I wanted to, before we actually finish that segment, I, I, the reason why we picked the Wolves and the Hawks is they're just two really exciting teams with two players that were brought in and are starting to already mesh. Rudy Gobert, who has just been an absolute monster on the glass. Um, and he is the physicality that T-Wolves have needed. DeJounte Murray comes in for Atlanta. Um, not only is he a scoring threat, but defensively is very talented as well. So um, both teams expected to make the playoffs. Both teams expected to make runs. Um, and then finally, guys, let's talk about another team. My team to make the Eastern Conference Finals the Cleveland Cavaliers, and they have a superstar in Donovan Mitchell who has been lights out to start this season. I mean, it feels like it's been better than expected. Caden, I know you have watched a lot of different Cavs games. What can you tell me about this fit for Donovan Mitchell and the Cavs? It's good. It's a great fit. Um, We're seeing Donovan Mitchell lead the team. Uh, It's around 32.2 points per game, uh, and he's awesome. He's been that guy. Uh, He's doing exactly what he's doing in Utah, if not better. Uh, he's got a better cast around him. He's a better supporting cast. And we haven't even seen Darius Garland yet. Um, I know as Bucks fans, I, I am terrified of this roster. Uh, they have size in the interior. Um, and they have outside scoring. They have great coaching. Um, they're a really scary team with a lot of young talent. So they're not going anywhere. And D. Mitch makes them real serious. Yeah, without Darius Garland, they're second in the East, 5-1. and one. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. And also another player, like they, they have guys that are stepping up, kind of like the Bucks with Burke Lopez. Karis LeVert, yes. what an awesome addition. He's shooting thir- or 48.9% from deep, and he's stepping up when they need him. Yeah. They, they have guys that are just like, even K-Love coming off the bench, like he's going to turn it up some games and, and, and just – Stuff the stats. Got the vet presence from Caleb. It's yeah. nice. And, and he's got the scruff. Good looking dude. Helps him out. For sure. Good looking dude. And the involvement of Donovan Mitchell. You know, we were talking to our good friend, producer Andy, today, who is a big Cleveland Cavaliers fan. He's not here. He's busy working right now because he's a corporate shill. RIP. RIP to our shill. Um, but one thing he's really said, too, is with the involvement of Mitchell, um, it just takes so much pressure off other players in the offense that um, guys are just, it's way easier to find shots for the rest of the players in the rotation and on this team. So um, it's really hilarious because we expected Mitchell to be this New York Knicks superstar, um, but really he's a superstar in Cleveland, Ohio, which is just beautiful for a small market fan. I will say one more thing. Not only is Karis LeVert shooting crazy numbers from three, but the whole team shooting 42.7% leading the league in three-point percentage. Yeah, who's the better Wade, Dean Wade or Dwayne Wade? Oh. Dean Wade shooting like 60% from deep, boys. Dean wow. Wade's on an NBA team right now. <laughs> Dean Wade's not even on a team. He's not. That's no. good. Do you have anything else, Christian? Yeah, I was going to say, I just think that when Cleveland made this trade for Donovan Mitchell, this is exactly what they had in mind of, you know, even if Darius does go down for whatever reason, they're still going to be really good because they have another guard who can take over um, and step up. And they're going to be scary. When they get Darius back, who's going to be their floor general, and then it's just Donovan's just going to, continue to play nuts so they're they're honestly 
really tough team. Really um, spooky. Yeah, very spooky. This is the spookiest team, I think. Um, <laughs> maybe other than the Bucks that we've talked about yeah, today. I mean, come on. they like you said, they have guys that are out and they're still playing like this. If they keep shooting even like close to this with their defense, oh my gosh, this construction of the team you got to give it to the front office there. Like, they have done an incredible job. And that win years. early in the Garden against uh, Boston was a statement win. You you beat a team that just went to the NBA Finals. You come from behind to do it. Um, that's just one of those early season wins where you go, okay, this could actually be a really special team out in Cleveland. Cavs, uh, Cavs, Bucks look really serious. That's a good take. Who was that? You? Scott? That was me. Scott. Cavs, Scott. Bucks. Hey, Scott. Yeah. Scott. That'd be electric too. That'd we'll be. We'll keep awesome. track of that. We'll keep yeah, track. Of keep that. track of that Let's take. That. Yeah, Cavs and Bucks, and that. I mean, that could go seven games. How's your uh, Western Conference prediction going? Um, Nuggets and probably Warriors. Uh, not good yet. <laughs> Nuggets are four and three, but. You know what? Teams can it's turn early, things around. It's, it's early. It's early. early. What, happened, what happened to the Nuggets last game? What? Oh, uh, no. I think they are they got rained out, so they didn't oh, okay. actually play. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, the team forgot to get on the plane, so they gave the Lakers the win. Um, but, yeah, a lot of spooky teams. And, and guys, just getting to that point, the end of an episode. And, and Kaden, you've been – I mean, truly, you've been one of the best guests we've ever had on the show. Stop 100%. it. Top three for sure. Top, a top three guest. Top yeah, three, not definitely. three? So, yeah, top three, not three. And we'll give you 30 seconds before we sign off to say anything you'd like. Small ball pod, I am excited uh, to return. I'm excited to give you more insight. Uh, I'm hoping to add a nice Bucks net, practice facility net that I can acquire. Mm. Ooh. With the greenery. Oh, with the plant. Um, but, you know, stay tuned. You know, this podcast is special. We're going to keep, they're going to keep bringing in awesome talent and people and, You'll you'll be back. You'll be a recurring guest for sure. That was what I was hoping for. I was I was kind of establishing that now. Yep, yep, yep. I was establishing that. But uh, no, I'm excited to uh, return and keep following along through Spotify or YouTube or YouTube or, or Apple, Apple Music. Music or anywhere you listen to your favorite podcast. Mm. And for yeah. that, that kind of wraps up our very very spooky Halloween episode. So for Trevor Debo Samuel Mikulin and Christian Banana Dennis and of course Caden Justin Bieber Murphy I'm Scott Wah Ayers we say so long for now and we will see you next week trick or treat <laughs> Wah. Hey, yo.